Nashville Daily Podcast. I am your co-host, Stuart Deming. Today, we're talking about the closure of a very incredible Nashville restaurant that's been in operations for over 39 years. This is, this is a breaking sad news for this, this restaurant. So we'll be talking about that here in a second. Uh, the numbers from the 2023 tourism have just come in for the city of Nashville. We'll be talking about that. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then uh, BNA Airport, we talked about this last week. They're 13 years ahead of schedule. And we're going to be talking about where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about where they're thinking about potentially putting the second terminal. But first, it's in your backyard. It's in my backyard. That's a very <laughs> realistic possibility. Uh, yesterday, you, you picked me up from the airport and you waited, you went to the <laughs> cell phone lot. So, first, I went to where I thought the cell phone lot was. It's gone. Which was the economy. I thought it was the, well, I thought they had moved it to the economy lot where we parked yeah, last yeah. time, yeah. like across Donaldson. Yep. No. I was it's like, not, where's, on, the, where's the cell phone waiting lot? They're like, it's Murfreesboro. Okay. It's like near Moment Alice. Okay. I, I, that was a five minute drive yeah, yeah. to get there. Yeah. And uh, I realized I, I could have just waited until you landed yeah, yeah. to drive to the airport. <laughs> to pick you and up. you would have uh, still saved the I, same I amount of still gas. Saved the same amount of time. <laughs> but from the cell phone waiting lot, you can, it's, it's very far away, but you still can. If it's not busy at the airport, that's the thing. It can't be busy at the airport. Yeah, if it's busy. If it's, yeah. If it's Christmas time busy. Yeah. With flights you, you delayed. You need to wait in those lines. Whew, that's rough. But I still had enough time to go from the, from when you text me after you land to go to the airport and still have an extra 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, so, yeah, we'll be getting to that airport where they're going to put that terminal here in a second. But... Uh, we have to get into this. Um, we've been recording this podcast for over four years. And we started on August 1st of 2019. And we have gone five days a week for the last four years. J- Episode-wise. Episode-wise. This is episode 1,142. Yeah. So we are extremely grateful for this journey. We're extremely grateful for what's next. Uh, this is not a stop of the show. We are taking a pause from the five days a week, because first off, my wife is pregnant. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's <laughs> the good, that's the big the, news this, right there. This is the first time we're announcing this on the podcast. If you go over to my personal Instagram, we announced this a couple months ago, but my wife is pregnant right now, and uh, logistically, we're trying to figure out what this is going to look like once the baby is here. The baby is coming mid-October, Yep. Uh, so logistically, we're trying to figure out logistics. Yep. <laughs> and we're, we're So right now, it's uh, you know, five episodes per every week, every week for four years straight, which is a uh, lot of content. We knew that there would be a point in which we need to say, we need a little bit of break to play catch up on some other things. Yeah. But going four years straight, we didn't, we didn't even think we'd be able to do that in the first place. It's uh, insane to think about how much content we've yeah. released. And, and so, um, this is one of those moments where we're saying now's the time we need to take a break. We need to figure out how to continue this once we're done with the break even better yeah and then get to where we want it to be but also play a little catch up for the important things like you having a child yes and and so this this allows us to do this what we're going to do is as of right now um 
We're still going to be posting some of our favorite and most relevant clips on a daily basis here on this show. So make and that sure could be, that could be clips that are 30 seconds up to 12 minutes. Yeah. So, so there's going to be multiple clips coming out every day. Yeah. So make sure that you are subscribed if you're, if you're not, uh, because those clips are going to be coming Nashville daily podcast on Instagram. We're going to be posting a lot on there as well, yep. because there may be some moments that you remember from six months ago that we're going to be posting on there. That was really, really impactful that you may want to share with somebody else yep. um, and say, Hey, these, these guys are ramping up for something cool. Uh, make sure to go ahead and follow them there. Um, regular updates on what we're doing as a company outside of the podcast, explore.nash on Instagram is going to be the best place for that. Explore Nash, explore.tn on Instagram or just explore TN on Instagram. Explore TN. Yeah. And so um, that's going to be what we are doing in the meantime while we're ramping up for some other things while you're spending time with your child, yeah. which is exciting. Um, and then we're also going to be on Thursdays having a fresh, still having a fresh episode for you on Thursdays uh, with some possible added features with that. We're still working on that. Um, but it's exciting for both things. It's exciting to be able to have the, this, this gives us time to shape new opportunities for this show. Yep. Um, whereas if it's just, if we kept doing what we're doing, we don't necessarily get to be able to build in the time. I know we've kind of, we've upgraded spaces. We've upgraded experiences from audio to video, from studio to studio, but now we get a little more time to shape a few more things as well. Yeah. Let's just talk about the evolution of the show since you guys are listening. Um, we, we initially started this show because we were providing a bunch of videos on YouTube and a lot of our audience was saying, Hey, it would be really good to hear from an unbiased party, like what's happening in Nashville on a daily basis. And so, because we were right. doing these Instagram stories and we were doing these things yeah. and, and I was like, and, and theoretically the news does that. But if you don't have cable, if you're not a news watcher. Yeah. 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 So, and then I, I think what we present is re very relevant. We talk about food. We talk about development news. We talk about politics. And uh, I think what w the evolution of the show, basically, we started as an audio-only show all the way back in August 1st of <laughs> 2019. That's and wild. And the topic that we were in at that time was the, the mayoral stuff. It, it was. It, it's a full can candidacy it, of it, John Cooper of yep. the life of this podcast. The show's not stopping. It's just, yeah. it's pausing the day to day. That's crazy. But it's still coming out of an episode. Now we're four years later. We're in another election cycle. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. And that was a runoff. This is a runoff. That is and crazy. And it, it is crazy to think about. So we started as an audio only podcast and we went through the city of Nashville. For almost 200 episodes, we recorded in coffee shops. We recorded under a train bridge. We recorded in parks. We recorded <laughs> in apartments. In apartments. We recorded in, in my house. We, re we recorded a lot of places. Yes, we did. Uh, and doing a daily show is intense. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, uh, it is stressful. Yep. But from there, we then uh, had an opportunity. We started doing StreamYard, and we, start, we, we started doing a couple video podcasts with a few different guests. Mm -hmm. and, and that was still in my house. Yep. And then from there, we got a studio space. <laughs> Hold on. There's another facet to this. Nashville Story. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Nashville Story. So the Nashville Story was a six. <laughs> uh, we were doing six episodes a week. And uh, the Nashville Story was our in-depth interviews. Release. 
of artists, of restaurateurs, of entrepreneurs, of business owners. Uh, so we did that for 300 episodes, I think. Yep. So we had six days a week yep. for basically a year yep. and a half to two years. Yep. Which is a lot of content. Uh, and then we, uh, we moved to the studio, and then it took us a little while to get adjusted to the studio, and then we started doing daily YouTube videos yep. for the podcast at yep. episode 615. 615. That was a long time ago. It feels like yesterday. It really does. It was. It it doesn't feel that like long it was ago. in the middle of the the pandemic. Yep. And uh, and then we we had the show kept going, and uh, there's been a lot of changes. So we, we thank you for consistently listening to us. Uh, there's still a lot coming. We're not we're not stopping. Yep. This is just a temporary pause, but there's still a lot of really good content coming your way. Yep. So we're we're very excited for what to come. We're. I mean, you've probably seen. We've been live from a hobbit hole recently. We've been live <laughs> from Gatlinburg several times over the past month. Yeah. Um, we've been and and we we went live at uh, a new park uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and, and and most of that was out of of necessity because of some of the things that we're doing. So um, we're we're making sure that we are able to. Um, make sure we're building up the, the time for Stuart to spend uh, with his with his kid and we're doing it properly. And we're also making sure that we're serving the podcast best interest for the long term by making sure that we're taking the time to reshape it while this is a, it's a great opportunity to do so right here. And so we're making sure we're, we're going to come back stronger than ever rather rather than uh, serve up five episodes and and get burnt and, 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 and you've gotten no sleep. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and get, get burnt out. So uh, this is a restructuring time, and there's a lot to come. Uh, we have a lot of exciting announcements in the, over the next few months, um, a lot. In, in, the, in the spirit of this, as we're building um, and getting ready to come back, of course, like I said, we're going to have some new episodes Thursdays uh, with some, some special features as well. Um, let us know. You can email us at hello at explore.life. That's H-E-L-L-O at X-P-L-R.life. Let us know. What would you like to see in the podcast? What guests would you like to see on the podcast? What features do you like about other podcasts that you think we could incorporate into our show? Now may be the time to do that. So let us know. Hello at explore.life to do that that's the easiest email for us or, D, or dm us dm us on national on daily instagram. podcast yeah. on instagram or explore.nash uh there's plenty of places to get a hold of us uh, there's like 25 uh there are. not including uh, all the other numbers and all the other things <laughs> that we do okay let's get into this uh this is extremely unfortunate news and uh i've eaten at this restaurant over the last 10 years probably close to 65 times or so and uh, his brother owned a pizza restaurant called Joey's House of Pizza. This is Manny's House of Pizza. They just announced earlier today they are closing their operation down in the arcade after 39 years. Yeah, so they put a letter on their Instagram. It's Manny's House of Pizza of on Instagram. Why are you talking? They Let me said, get the HDMI. <laughs> so I could, we could show this letter. Yeah. So th they said it's with a heavy heart that I am announcing the closure of Manny's House of Pizza after an incredible 39 years in the arcade. The arcade building is going under a major transformation, which it has been since 20... Mm, 
19, I think, 2020, um, leaving us unable to operate with a full kitchen, uh, which is pretty wild. Um, this is from Manny talking with my from my origins in Sicily, Italy, to my journey through New York and eventually settling in Nashville. My family and I are immensely grateful for all the wonderful memories and support we have received. It has been the greatest pleasure serving multiple generations of families in Nashville and welcome, welcoming tourists from all over the world. Your patronage has meant everything to us. We are uncertain what the future holds for us in the arcade at this time, but we hope to see you all again with heartfelt gratitude, Manny and family. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad to see, man. The, we, we have a walking tour, the Nashville History Walking Tour, Explore Tours, which there's a lot coming with that. Uh, so th- there's just a lot of facets to a lot of things. But conducting those walking tours and walking through the arcade, yes, the arcade was built in 1903. It's this amazing, amazing piece of architecture here in the city of Nashville. It is extremely sad to walk through the arcade and remember the businesses that were there five years ago. Now they're all gone. Yeah, And, it, and, and, and then seeing yeah. Manny, you and I, there, there was times we walked through the arcade five years ago. There's... Oh, There's no, well, well, five years ago, now, there would be hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. The line would be out the door for Manny's near the peanut shop. Yeah. It would be insane. And it would take us 10 minutes to get a slice. And now when you walk through the arcade, there's zero people. Yep. That's, I, so that, that transformation, definitely, like, that's, that, that hurt. I'm not, I'm not sure, like, the renovations in their full kitchen and everything, that's, that's, that's part that, those are behind the scenes. Probably not f- too many people will know like yep. that, but you're able to walk through the arcade and see that there is nobody in there anymore yep. when you're exactly right. There used to be tens of thousands of people that walked through the arcade pre-pandemic. Probably per, pre, per, per year. Yeah, per year. Pre, pre no, 10,000 people per, I'd say per day on a busy day. Yeah, but walk through that arcade. With how many restaurants were there? Mm-hmm. That's a very realistic possibility. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember, like, uh, was it Marcy's? Some restaurant there. Yeah. That meat and three was fantastic. Their fruit tea was amazing. But it's Manny's, and especially because 4th Avenue is closed right now. They're redoing that water main right there. Dude, so the entrance terrible. to the arcade, like, I'm, I'm excited for the future, but it's also, like, I'm to that point in Nashville where it's like, hey, I'm sad to see this go. Yeah. And we understand because we, uh, if you go over to explore.nash, we talk about some development news on there, and people are like, I miss the old Nashville. I miss the old Nashville. We're about to do a post about Manny's. So um, yeah. make sure to do a follow that account. There's going to be a lot of information about Nashville on there. All right, let's get into the numbers. Uh, that, that's I'm done being sad. The <laughs> Nashville 2023 summer tourism season pumps millions into local economy. This is coming from the Nashville Business Journal. Reoccurring events like CMA Fest and Let Freedom Sing Music City uh, July 4th were bolstered by the NHL draft and awards, the SEC media days, and large stadium shows with Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, and George Strait, according to the Nashville Convention and Visitor Corps news news release. That is insane. That's just this. That's from basically May to today. All of those events have happened. Yeah. So let's look at some of these. Numbers, according to the Business Journal, the 50th CMA Fest this year, which was in June, generated uh, $74.7 in estimated direct visitor spending. So basically $75 million in direct visitor spending, which is up from 2022. 
they really need to compare 2019 numbers. They yes. really yeah, do they because can. we pandemic just threw everything off so much. Hotel rooms sold for the event increased by 3% and hotel revenue increased by 7.4% this is the past insane. year, which is incredible. The average spend in Nashville's economy per traveling party during CMA Fest it was $3,244. What? Per traveling Holy party. Crap. That is remarkable. Okay. The city's <laughs> July 4th event brought in $11.6 in estimated direct visitor spending, up from $11 million in 2022. Go back to 2019 for that. Yeah. Nearly 83% of attendees were from out of town, staying Dang. an average of 3.9 nights. The top domestic feeder market was New York. Welcome, New Yorkers. Staying almost four nights on average this is for July 4th. Now, that does make sense for people staying a week versus one night. Yeah. That averages out pretty well. It, it averages out really still, well. But still, that's fantastic. So the busiest I have ever seen in the Country Music Hall of Fame was when Taylor Swift, when they had did a pop-up exhibit of Taylor Swift's outfits. The line was out the door. It was freaking insane. <laughs> Taylor Swift three night residency at Nissan Stadium generated an estimated two point two million in hotel taxes. That's not including <laughs> just all the businesses. Taxes. That's not including the sellout tickets of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Saturday night, May six had a hotel occupancy of ninety six percent, which we have not had. Crap. I don't think we've had a hotel occupancy rate in Nashville of ninety six percent since October of twenty nineteen. No, I don't think we have either. Uh, George Strait's Nashville performances saw the same strong hotel demand as Taylor Swift. Ed Sheeran set an attendance record at Nissan Stadium. Nobody thought it would be Ed Sheeran doing that. 73,874 fans to his July 22nd performance, uh, which that would be cool to say that you held the record for the uh, for Nissan Stadium, especially if you hold it as it's getting demolished and you can you can keep that record for Nissan. Uh, NHL awards and draft and SEC media days, uh, according to the article, not only brought people to Music City, but gave global exposure. The 2023 NHL draft broke the viewership record, which we didn't really hear about this till now, um, peaking at 903,000 viewers, which is pretty dang good for that. That's insane. Uh, Nationals tour. Uh, let's see. This is just kind of the cut to cap off the article. Tourism industry continues to be an integral part of the economy with 14.4 million visitors coming to Nashville last year and uh, 8.8 billion in visitor spending for 22. I think and we'll hit so 23s. 23 is going to be, I think is going to be 20, not going to be 2019 numbers, but we're, that's going to be our closest. Well, I, I think we'll, I think we saw close to what sixteen million visitors in twenty nineteen. Yes, but so from it, a direct to, from a direct visitor spending because of inflation. Spending, yeah, you're right. Spending might be up. I think we'll be at ten billion. It, it's going to be very close. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I think the visitor number was sixteen in two thousand nineteen. We need to get a chart for this. We'll, we're going to get a chart made. It's going to be our uh, <laughs> we do need one. our little yeah. uh, little chart of numbers. Uh, that's going to be coming with the upgrades to the podcast to the show. Um. All right, let's get into the airport because the airport is breaking records left and right. When you when you're like, what's breaking records in Nashville? It's the airport. It is it absolutely is truly the airport. The uh, so according to the Business Journal, um, do did you want to read this line by line, or well, did you want to yeah, do the? Yeah, let's the main go highlights? through this. I do want to say this. We've talked about upgrades with the airport before, so if you want to see that, go to go it's to literally some archives. A, a last week's episode, yeah. They're opening in addition to what we're talking about right now, the international terminal. 
is opening is very soon. opening in like a month. Yep, I think we need to go book the, an international flight. That would be awesome. <laughs> the um, satellite terminal is... Concourse, concourse. Concourse. Yep. Satellite concourse is opening in two months. Yep. The new hotel is opening in... End of December. Three to four months. Yep. Eh, yeah, ish. It's a, it's, it's that's, a question that, mark. Yeah, that is a question mark. <laughs> so keep that in mind. All that stuff's already coming. And then we've got this. This is coming from the Business Journal, um, it, it, the National Business Journal. Uh, they say the CEO is <laughs> Doug Krillin. He's never one to complain about an early arrival. That's a great line right there. Such a great line. Good job. Who wrote this? Uh, Adam Adam Shiko. Uh, Siko. I don't know. Great, great line, Adam. <laughs> but with the airport's growth, 13 years ahead of schedule. So th this is 13 years of predictions. So we're going to read the article. So of annual passengers per year. Yeah. Which is insane. All right. Uh, he's having to add another task to his do list. The airport is hiring a consultant to recommend the best place to build a second terminal. Following an August 16th vote by the Nashville uh, Metro Nashville Airport Authority Board of Directors. Which wait, one? Wait, 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 the wait, state yeah, appointed yeah, yeah. Which, one, which one or the city appointed <laughs> one? Yeah, a whole... All of them. Hold the phone. <laughs> uh, the contract worth a maximum of $3.5 begins with what Krulin expects to be a decade-long process to plan, build, and open a terminal. As that study starts, the authority is wrapping up a $1.5 billion expansion with another $1.5 billion of construction already underway. <laughs> the, this is Krulin's quote. He, he says, <laughs> this is funny. Thank God we got started when we did. We'd be <laughs> in a bad way with Nashville hating the airport left and right without all of that. The airport, we, we said this on an episode not too long ago, the airport did it right. They, they if, if transportation would have followed yeah. with this, if the city would have kept track with predictions like the airport did, we'd be in fantastic shape we, we would be in place no other city has ever been in yep but we're not there yep the airport i was just literally at the baltimore airport and the thing that separates there's a lot of things that separate nashville from baltimore <laughs> uh let's be honest there but the uh the local centric focus that the nashville airport has no yep. other airport that i've been to has that so i was recently uh kansas city just today major 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 upgrade to their entire airport. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to a small scale of Nashville's current airport right now. Hey, so it, it's big, smaller though, right? Yes, yeah, it is okay. smaller. Big lobby like ours okay. now. Big central lobby. I wouldn't be... It's very similar. I wouldn't be ours. surprised if it was the same. Um, local centric, they probably have 50 local restaurants at the airport now. That's great. It's insane. Baltimore, like, so I was, I was walking through yesterday. Baltimore had like six... They had like a brewery there and then like the seafood place. I'm like, I'm not eating seafood in an airport. This sounds <laughs> disgusting. Personally. Okay. All right. Let's get back to this article. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Krulin says you don't want to be three or four years behind because it would be a miserable experience inside of the airport. Very true. National Business Journal continues. Uh, Greater Nashville's population and business growth, coupled with the city's prominent tourism industry, has fueled breakneck activity at the airport, enhanced its structure, its stature as a front door to the region. Airport is also in the spotlight as a result of the <laughs> controversial state law, which Metro is challenging in court that created a new board mostly named by state officials. The airport is one of the fastest growing airports following the COVID-19 pandemic. We talked about this. I talked about this last week that we moved from a class C airspace to the only class C super 
or super classy airspace in the country. They made a special category for Nashville because we had the uh, we had the traffic we needed. We had the not only the um, like daily in and out traffic as far as people, but the airspace traffic. Yeah, there we just don't have helicopters, the... all that stuff. We had that traffic, but we're the only one who's, who's a super class. Because uh, we, don't C, have the we don't have the infrastructure of to do the airport, it. Yeah. So they had to change the terminology the classification for us. Yeah. Um, okay. So a record 21.9 million passengers came through BNA in its 2022 through 2023 fiscal year, which ended in June. That's 19% above the prior year. When the airport began its expansion in 2017, officials expected to hit 23.8 million passengers by 20 years later. <laughs> Now they expect to reach that point wow. this fiscal year. It's absolutely insane. The ongoing construction will allow the airport to handle 35 million passengers a year. Uh, Krulin is concerned that growth beyond that will put too much pressure on service levels, leading to a longer lines of security and other consumer service issues. Well, and so you're already seeing this. I'm seeing complaints at BNA right now, not for the general like regular security. security. It's the TSA pre. Yep. And it's the clear. clear. Yep. that I'm seeing lines for because if they're selling too many of their services, they need additional. It's, it's backed up. Yep. Uh, okay. So this is Krulin previously expected to hit 35 million annual passengers by 2035. That's a good mark. 35 by 2035. Read the sentence oh. before that because oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is incredible. I, I scrolled two down too fast. So Krulin said, at a minimum, we need to double the size of our airport. Where are you going to put that? Um, okay. Krulin, double, double the size of the airport. Krulin previously expected to hit 35 million passengers by 2035. That's a good goal. It's like, hey, 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 here we are. Uh, last fiscal year's 18.9% growth lopped two years off of that timeline. So 35 million passengers by 2033, putting the airport on pace for the 2023 to reach that benchmark. <laughs> The airport is hiring strategic planning services, which has five U.S. offices as well as offices in China and Hong Kong. Uh, at least two options for the new terminal involve land that the authority entirely or mostly owns today. Any option will require some kind of transit or people moving uh, mover network linking the two buildings, Krulin said. So we have AKA a trains, um, trams, trains, light anything rails. else. Yep, light rail. Um, all right. I'm glad you got the HDMI. Let's take a look at some of these options. I think it's obvious, but we're going to, I think it's very, very obvious once you see that, which one will end up happening. But let's take a look. All right. So the first concept is, let me zoom in on this. So you have your already terminal first, area. First concept is east, west. Yeah. So you already have your terminal area. This is all going to be redone. The Donaldson Pike oh, right there. That's going to be all brand new. The other option is taking some of their previous parking lots and turning that into Terminal 2. If they Correct. did this... Well, and Terminal 2 and some of their existing runways. Yes. Which they're moving runways like nobody's business right now. Yep. Uh, so the interesting thing about this is you're going to have to do like a tunnel-type system, either underneath or above. Yep, that's, most likely underneath. That's... It, and, and it's not just a walking tunnel because terminal like that's no, like, no, that's like a two mile rail. distance. Yeah, this is Atlanta style. Yeah, so it's gonna rail. be like a little hi yeah hyperloop. Yeah, not hyperloop. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> some type of light rail. Okay, now the next option. I'm actually more of a fan of the north this, south option. This is this is a no brainer for me. I don't know the complexities. 
but this is a no-brainer for me. My guess is they just have to say, here are two options. That way people can feel like they're in control of picking the section, second yeah. option. I think the concept two north-south makes more sense. Yes. So where, um, where terminal area two is right now. Right now it's I, a lot of it's a lot of parking lots. It's a lot of that's where the private hangars are. Yes. Which so there's a lot of logistical things that are happening there, but can probably more easily be moved. Yes, because the private hangars can go yes. somewhere else. And you don't have to with the previous, if you can go back to the east west. Yep. You have to essentially mess up your Donaldson Pike plans. Yep. With the north south, you do not have to mess up your Donaldson Pike plans. Nope, you just have to add more exit yeah. ramps right there. Yep. You just so, have to, to move the the hangers into a better position or m- seamlessly more incorporate them or purchase more land. The interesting to thing. Incorporate them. This is this is interesting. Look at this. So you see this little piece of land right here they do so that's yeah. airport property it is it <laughs> and is you're like property um and i understand it that's for <laughs> the runways to go on and off yeah but like how much are they going to expand to the other side of the interstate you, you know or sometimes you just gotta have it or they are they going to expand more down murfreesboro pike like these huge fields down here i think that's going to be more of the possibility well i think they're probably going to purchase more land regardless they're purchasing a lot of uh, yeah if they want to double in size they need to double this. Uh, while we're here, uh, exit this out real quick, Aaron. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get Greg. Okay, I'm gonna get there you go. Greg up. So while you're doing that, so st- their strategic planning services bid scored better than two other bidders. Uh, that's who, the the people that they're choosing. Um, the team strategic planning services put together uh, includes several architecture and engineering firms with a national presence, including Gresham Smith, uh, Kimley Horn. Uh, Terracon and Civil Infrastructures Associates LLC. A new terminal will cost well into the billions of dollars. Of the authority independently owns and operates uh, the airport and its smaller sibling, John C. Toon, through revenue paid by passengers, airlines, and concessions, as well as federal grants. All right. Um, so, so there we go. All there, right. There's, we a have few, there's a few issues that I'm seeing here with the expansion. This is the size of the airport, this huge facility here. Let me just zoom in so you can see it. So this is the terminal. These are all the gates. Yep. There's there's Briley, or not Briley Parkway, Donaldson Parkway. This is option two, concept A, or concept B. Yep. It's taking south. all these private hangars. Yep. There's there's some parking lots here and stuff that yep. they can get rid of. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. This and is the here, So here's option. the, with that north-south option, the land is kind of already ready for it. Yes. A little bit more, yep. I think. They already have some of the infrastructure already made. Yep. This is where the second terminal was recommended, which is problematic. Okay. So it's insanely problematic. So, so the, the, the northwest option or north-south option also allows for um, the, not the terminals, the concourses to spit out a little bit easier into the area where the airport already exists. Yep. I feel like it's an easy option. So, Okay. Now, uh, according to Krulin, they are going to have to double in size. If they doubled in size on the other side yeah, of the interstate, I don't think they, they wouldn't do it on the other side of the interstate. That will cost them, yeah, seven seven billion dollars. There's yeah, there's Hands no way. So, seven billion dollars. Yeah, so zoom out. Let's see. So I, the, I see a lot of pretty land around there that's not densely populated. Well, they own a lot of it already. Yeah. So what makes most sense is if they're going to double in size, you take up all of this land. Correct. I literally have been eyeballing land over there. There's a site over here that's 15 acres 
where is it? I think it's this site right here. There's 15 acres available right now for $6 million. Yeah. I mean, that's so uh, it should be a no brainer for them. Either you're going to expand east. Yeah. Or you're going to be building another yeah, airport over no, here. No, they're they're definitely not going to do that. I think it's based off of the available population density and land. Yeah, it it seems like a there's a, a little a bit there's a little bit down south they can expand. So like you have like this these little workman comps. So like there's the Dell building over here that's getting knocked down. So like they're expanding over here. Yep. But there's not. You have to expand east. Correct. Okay. So uh, anything else in this article we need to highlight? Um, no, I don't think so. It's it's pretty straightforward. They are saying we need to double in size, and that's at the minimum. Yeah, that's at the minimum. They with projections, they need they can't be thinking of doubling. Like, can you go back to that um, that yeah, article me... where it shows the second the new terminal? Because there's something in there that I did not point out okay, that ahead. I wanted to to point out. Concept one or concept two? Uh, concept two. Terminal area two is double the size of the oh, first terminal area. It's massive. So with this, they're thinking when he says as a, at a minimum, minimum, we need to double the size of our airport. They're thinking triple. Yes. Because by the time you finish the doubling, you need to triple. Yep. So they're thinking triple. Just hoping that they don't continue to. I mean, they, they hope they're breaking records, but they, at the same time, I mean, they're. It's it, it is going to be a miserable experience until that second area is built. Yep. I th- I maybe, maybe. I yep. mean, it's a pretty seamless experience right now. It's pretty um, seamless, but, um, you know, five years from now, it's not. It'd be very interesting. Unless Southwest cancels a bunch of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I digress. Okay. Uh, let us know in the comments below. We are not stopping the show. We're still continuing it. It's just Thursday episodes. We're just not releasing five episodes a week. We have other things coming. There's a lot in the works. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast over the years. There's a lot coming. I do promise you that. Yep. So make sure you are subscribed on Instagram as well. National Daily Podcast on there for releases of other things as well to share with your friends. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.